The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson seem to be on the path for a divorce. But what team needs Lamar Jackson? We'll discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always in the ones and twos. And you can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over at the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And any time that we need to talk about championship rings and things, I got my boy, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. Yes, sir. What's up? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst at the Draft Network, man. And like DP, always cues me up, man. 2019 national champ. Yes, those LSU Tigers, man. You know why me and DP here, man. We're here to bring you championship level content surrounding the NFL draft, whether that's prospects, draft philosophies, or just, you know, content overall, man, moving forward, man. But DP, I think we have some uh some really good content, man. It's interesting. It's going to be a little NFL mixed with the NFL draft um, surrounding one of the hottest names in the NFL, period, man. So, DP, why don't you kick them off with one of our title sponsors, and then let's get into today's episode. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You want to make every moment more. Uh, don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Keith, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this this to you, and I want you to give me your reaction. The Indianapolis Colts need to trade. Not, not want to. They, they need, Keith, Keith uh, all caps. They need to trade for Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Shocking. I think that's a shocker because oh, I, I don't think a lot of people feel like the Indianapolis Colts need to. But guess what? That's why we're here to break this down, man. And I'm and, and you said need to. Right. And, and you're looking at the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, they need a franchise quarterback. Right. That's, that's the first thing. And everybody's like, OK, well, why don't they just draft one? Well, the thing is this, man, that you're you're in position to where you're what you're drafting number four yeah you're behind the cardinals so you're drafting number four right so there's still an opportunity for a team to jump in front you at number three right and then even with you being at number four let's say nobody jumps to the cardinals pick you're still second or third on a picking order as far as Mm -hmm. quarterbacks right we're assuming the cardinals are not going to take a quarterback but the texans are probably going to take a quarterback and the panthers are probably going to take a quarterback so you're 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 now with your third best option and in this draft, this isn't the draft where there was, um, you know, you had Joe Burrow and Tua and um, Justin Herbert, or you had that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Trey Lance. This isn't that draft, right? This is draft where there's high variance amongst each player. So I doubt any team has three, like, first round, I love this guy, you know, I'm perfectly fine with if another guy goes. So you have to be in position to get your guy. And a, and a tall tale for that was me, DP, was right before the Panthers made the trade. I don't know if you remember, man, Jim Ursay, he was kind of tweeting out some things, and there were some rumblings that they were going to move to number one. That let me know that they weren't comfortable with sitting at number four. So if you're not comfortable with sitting at number four, then you shouldn't be comfortable with sitting at number four now. 
No, bro, that is a perfect point because that was that was a talk of of the combine. That everything I heard while we were there for that full week was that the Colts were not comfortable sitting at four, and that they needed they felt like they needed to move up to one, and that they were in play for it. Them and uh, I forget there was another team that think the Texans were talking to the Bears about moving up to one. Right. Oh, I think it was there. It was the Colts and the Raiders talking about trying to move up to one at one point. And then Carolina, you know, made the trade that they needed to make to move up to that spot. So, no, like you said, if you weren't comfortable at the combine, you shouldn't be. You definitely shouldn't be comfortable now because at the time you were trying to move up to one because no, you knew that the, the Bears were going to trade out of that. Now someone's traded up to that spot to take one of these quarterbacks and it could be the guy you want. You just don't know because it's it's a. It's such a, a unpredictable situation, right? And it's like if you're the Colts and you have a CJ Stroud high and an Anthony Richardson, and the Panthers could take either one of those guys. We don't know who they're gonna take. They could take either one, and then you're left with the one that maybe you're not as high on, but he's like, okay, he's a consolation prize, and I'm fine with that. So for me, that's why I say I can, I'm gonna continue to say it. the Colts need to make the move for Lamar Jackson. You have we've talked about this, right? You have Alec Pierce, you have Michael Pittman, you have two big body athletic tight ends that can roam and control the middle of the field between the hashes and Jelani Woods and Mo Alley Cox. You got Jonathan Taylor, the which will be the best running back that he's had in his career in terms of Lamar Jackson. Even though I love J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor is one of the pre- premier running backs in the NFL, right? You have an offensive line that's good, that, that has played great in past years. 2022 was a rough stint for him, Keith. But then when you have a Lamar Jackson who can make and create on his own, it doesn't. you, you don't have to have a star-studded offensive line because he can protect himself with his own legs. And he's going to make Jonathan Taylor's job a lot easier, right? Change the numbers yeah. in terms, of, in terms I mean, of the run game. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, right, that when the coach had the most success, I mean, obviously the offensive line was playing better, but there's also running the football, right, which is similar to what the Ravens done in the past. Then also you have to look at the parallel of what, like who is the head coach there now, right, and that's Shane Steichen, who was the Mm -hmm. O.C., for the Philadelphia Eagles, right, who just worked with Jalen Hurts. So I feel comfortable with this guy knowing what to do with a true dual-threat quarterback, right? So I think there are a lot of parallels there. Like, now, on the outside, does it look like, you know, do you think Indianapolis coach, do you think Lamar Jackson? No, man, you think something a little bit more swaggy, right? You think of South Beach, you think of Hotlanta, you think of places like that. But I think when you strip that part away of it and you look at all the details of it, it makes sense. DP, I want to ask you though, you say they need to, right? But what do they need to give up? I mean, cause that's the other part. You still want to like, you still want to build a good team, right? As a general manager is to acquire as much talent and then still continue to build out the team. So you, you're trading for Lamar Jackson, but what are you giving up? Right. It's not just a, you're not just going to the store and just picking something, right? You have to give up. <laughs> something. So what are you giving up DP as the general manager? I think, you know, if everything stays the way it is right now, Keith, with that, I think it's a non-exclusive tag, which is guaranteed the the two first-round picks. Now it depends on when this trade takes place. If Lamar Jackson doesn't sign that tag before the draft, it's not going to happen before, you know, before or during the draft. So if 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 he does sign, let's say he does sign it, you're giving up the, the fourth overall pick this year, right? That's a guarantee. And then a 2024 first-round pick as well. So in that case, you're giving up two first-round picks. You keep your second, your thirds, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Unless the, unless the Ravens and the Colts talk, talk some 
extra incentives with the deal as well. But those two first-round picks that give them the perfect opportunity in terms of Baltimore to continue to rebuild. Defense is already good. Offensive line is good. They, you know, they just got they had to get a new quarterback, right? Which, which we'll talk about in the next segment. And then also add some more weapons. So I think that's what you will give up. The fourth pick in, tw- in this draft, 2023, and the first-round pick of 2024, Keith. And then f- for me, it's like, when I, and, and I want people to understand why I say they need to. I don't believe this team is that far off from winning the AFC. Uh, was it South? South? Yeah, I'm about to say West for some reason. Think about the Chargers and stuff in my mind from doing my mock draft earlier. So uh, <laughs> I, I, th- I don't think they're they're far off from really competing and knocking Tennessee. What Tennessee looks like? They're about to rebuild, Keith. They're talking yeah, about they're, trading they're, Derrick Henry. They're, they're just, they just haven't announced it yet, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like they just haven't announced it yet. Like, hey guys, we're getting a divorce, but you know they, you know, it's not like. We didn't tell everybody the divorce is done, but you can kind of tell us well, we're we're probably going to two separate homes, all this stuff. Like it, it's it's they're splitting they're splitting ways, so they're going to be rebuilding more than likely. The the tight, I mean the uh, the Texans are clearly rebuilding, right? Like they're about to draft a quarterback, all that all that type of stuff. So the only true threat to the Colts in this in this division right now is the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. So now you added Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's better than Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that's even up for debate. So he's better than Trevor Lawrence, and now you invoke you put that type of player. And Keith, even last year at two hundred and thirty pounds, he said he he jumped up to two thirty. You remember that game against the Dolphins? He he burned them, yeah. Keith. He burned them for like a sixty yard run at two thirty. The dude is different, man. So for me, I absolutely think that this is the moment in time where the Colts. Like Jimmer say, Chris Ballard, I heard that he's afraid to, it, for his job security. Well, I'm going to tell you how you do that, brother. How do you keep your job? You go get you a Lamar Jackson. You need the Indianapolis Colts need Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Look, man, there's two sides to a trade, though, right? Like we talked mm-hmm. about it from the Indianapolis Colts perspective, but the Ravens, they're receiving a hold. They're getting two first round picks. You're now sitting at the number four spot. So now next up, man, me and DP are going to attempt to rebuild the Ravens, right? Because they're missing a franchise quarterback, but now they have two first round picks and assuming they will have salary cap space moving forward, man. So we're going to attempt to rebuild the Ravens and see how they should go about this over the next couple of years, man, to put the Ravens back atop the, the AFC North coming up next. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. The Baltimore Ravens, Keith, as we talked about in the first segment, they pull off the trade because the Colts need Lamar Jackson. So they pull off the trade with the Colts. They get the fourth overall pick. They still keep their pick, which is in the 20s, Keith. How are you rebuilding this team with those with those assets right here in the first round. Yeah, so instantly, right, when we talked about this, and I think the Ravens are in a much different situation. It, it's weird, right, because I think they're in a different situation in the sense of the fact of we talked about the Colts sitting at number four and how they shouldn't feel comfortable. I'm about to kind of say the opposite for Baltimore. 
they should be okay. Um, and, and just because they have a history of drafting really well, right? They have a, a well-rounded football team. They have a good offensive line. The only thing this team is missing is wide receivers, right? That that they can't get that part right for whatever reason. But they also have a history of working with dual threat quarterbacks already, right? So assuming that CJ Stroud or Bryce Young's off the board, right? One of those two it automatically leaves you an Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, if not both of them, right? And you're talking about inserting these guys immediately. They have a run game. They have a, you know, this powerful run game. I know they have a new OC, but that OC comes from Georgia. So you guarantee he knows how to run the football too, right? Like he knows how to run the football. <laughs> so that's what they do over there at Georgia. So I think the Ravens, man, I think you, you, if you feel really good about a quarterback or even good about a quarterback, you draft him. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. They took Lamar Jackson at 31. Right mm-hmm. in, in that draft, they took him at the back. And they the traded round. back up into the, the first round to get him. To get him, yeah. So now you're talking about Anthony Richardson, was one of the most athletic quarterbacks to ever grace the com- the NFL combine, right? And right. you're talking about Will Levis has a strong arm and some mobility. So I'm probably taking Anthony Richardson right there. Um, we've seen, you know, Tyler Huntley come into the Baltimore Ravens offense and, you know, try to win games and stuff like that. So a game changer like Anthony Richardson. I'm taking him with that pick, right? And then I'm 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 just moving forward. I'm moving forward and, and I'm figuring it out from there. I'm con- continuing to solidify things. And people forget, man, they they drafted Tyler Lindenbaum because they had two first round picks last year. They drafted Tyler mm-hmm. Lindenbaum the center. They have him. They drafted Kyle Hamilton the safety, right? So they continue to have young pieces on this team because the Baltimore Ravens do a really good job of drafting best player available and not reaching. So that's why they're covered. It never seems better, right? Because they, they just roll in good football players. They, they, this is the most talented guy. Let's draft them. They don't reach too much, man. So I, I think they should go with Anthony Richardson at four. Now you have a young quarterback. You have him on a rookie deal, and you can continue to build out the rest of this roster. And if it doesn't work after two, three years, you can always scrap it. But the Baltimore Ravens have done a good job of this. They're always at least – well, it's not eight and eight anymore, but they're always at least eight and nine, nine and eight, right? Like that, that's always the Florida. The Ravens, the Steelers – that 500 seems to always be the floor. Now it's yeah. just like, okay, can we reach over the top? So I'm not afraid of drafting one of these quarterbacks because the way our team is built, I feel like our floor is always going to be 500, and now it's just about taking the next step forward. No, Keith, I'm in agreement with you. Go get an Anthony Richardson, and this is a, a situation where John Harbaugh has in the past, right, he understands how to embrace a raw mobile, athletic, big-arm quarterback as he did with Lamar Jackson, right? But now you have to... Keith, it's like being... It's like, as a a human being, you've been in multiple relationships before you find your spouse. And it's like, man, that girl I dated about five years ago, I was a different dude back then. I was immature. I did a lot of stupid things. And I feel like the Ravens need to understand that. You did a lot of stupid things here, man. You did not give Lamar Jackson the weapons he needed. So now... Okay, you drafted Anthony Richardson. With that 22nd overall pick in the first round, your original first round pick, you look at the receivers on the board. If it's a Jordan Addison or a Zay Flowers or, or, or even a Josh Downs potentially, you go get these guys because you pair that with a Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, that defense you have, the run game you have, and a healthy Rashad Bateman, I feel comfortable with. And I, what I love about Todd Munkin is Todd Munkin is a – He's not a, one of those selfish type of OCs, Keith, where it's like, it's my it's my way of the highway. It's my system, or you're just not going to play. It's, I'm going to mold it 
to my off to my quarterback. And he did that with Stetson Bennett at Georgia. Because I guarantee you, if he had a Justin Fields, you know what I'm saying, or, or a more athletic quarterback or just a better quarterback in general, he would have molded it around the skill set of that quarterback. And I love that about Todd Munkin. So I feel like he would do exactly what it takes to build that offense and the concepts around what um, Anthony Richardson's strengths are and then help his weaknesses become strengths, right? So I, I, I love that that potential of putting Anthony Richardson in his offense. And if, like I said, if it's a Jordan Addison, go get him. Just go get one of these receivers. No more tight ends, please. No more tight ends. You got well enough, uh, enough, uh, uh, a supply of tight ends after all the drafting you did when Greg Roman was there. You got at least three or four of them just sitting back there behind Mark Andrews. Go get some receivers because your defense is ready to play. Your run game is going to be good. Your offensive line is, is good when they're healthy. Now you just need some weapons, Keith. So if, if the 22nd pick, I say you go get a Jordan Addison to pair with Devin DuVernay and uh, a healthy Rashad Bateman. Now that receiving core looks a lot better. Yeah, so I'm going to say this, man. You're not going to get me in trouble on this podcast, man. Listen, man, there was, there was no girl before my girl. There was no girl after my girl. That's all I know, DP. You're not going to get me in trouble on this podcast, man. I'm not going there, man. So I'm, I'm going to clear that up. You going I'm for happy. mayor now? You going for yeah, mayor? I'm, 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 listen, I'm clearing it up. I'm clearing it up. <laughs> Let's go back to the Ravens, man. You're not going to get me in trouble, DP. So listen. Um, on top of that, man, I thought of something when you was you was talking, right? Because this would give the Baltimore Ravens two first round picks. The Ravens are confident in their ability to draft quarterbacks later in the first round. Mm-hmm. What if they make a decision to say, "Hey, we gonna figure this thing out. We may take Hendon Hooker at the back end of the first round, right? Or with our second pick in the first round. And what if they go Will Anderson or something, right? Like, what, what if they what if they just decide to draft one of these defensive Ooh. products?" one of these game changers, right, adding to this vaunted Baltimore defense on top of, you know, having the guys that they have already and then draft a, you know, a Hendon Hooker or, you know, you know, something like that. Like if they if they take that route, I think that could be very interesting because Hendon Hooker coming out, I think there were <clears throat> very similar concerns, right, about Hendon Hooker mm-hmm. throwing the football, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a, is a better runner. But Hendon Hooker still has game-changing type things that he can do with his legs. So I think that could be another interesting approach if you're still just trying to build this team out, right? Like you can you can draft a Jalen Carter, a, a Will Anderson, or, you know, they need a cornerback. What if you go Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon that for, right? And now mm-hmm. you have a lockdown corner and you could get one of these premier defensive uh, prospects. So, man, it's, it's different things that they can do. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, they seem – they put themselves in a bad situation, right? They they did. This is not a great situation, but it seems as though they have an out. They 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 have an out, and it's because they've done good in the past as far as building this roster, man. But listen, all right. So DP, man, we talked about the Indianapolis coach trading for Lamar Jackson. We talked about the Baltimore Ravens and how they can move on from Lamar Jackson. But man, we're about to come up with our new segment, man. Coach them up, man. And this is a segment where we look at the draft prospects and we kind of go against the grain as far as people putting out concerns about the player. And we're going to say simply this, man. We're the GMs, draft the player. Coaches, y'all coach them up because this guy has more than enough talent. So coming up next, man, is the coach them up segment. It's time to coach them up, Keith. It's time to talk about some of these prospects. And, Keith, I, I got a guy 
that an old Dominion man. You know, I have more. I have like I said, this tight end group really got me stuck, Keith, because I like this group that we have in the twenty twenty three <laughs> NFL draft class. And I talked about him, you know, on Twitter recently. Uh, old Dominion tight end Zach Coons at six seven. 255 pounds, we're running a 455, 457, somewhere in there. Tested very similar to Darren Waller. You, you talk to scouts, and one thing scouts always tell you in the league is like, man, when you have a guy that has the unteachables, the uncoachables, the traits that you just can't, only God can give you the height, the weight, the speed, the length, all that good stuff physically. I take that guy to the coach and say, here, coach, now is your time your turn to do your job and get him where he needs to be. So for me, a developmental player that I, as a scout, would tell my coaching staff, coach him up, is Zach Kuntz, Keith. I think that this is a, a guy that could be a really nice weapon in a vertical passing offense, really getting him going on the one-directional plane to be able to play above the, the, play above the rim. Attack the, the the high skies with him, right? This six seven frame, the long arms, right? And he could jump. He runs fast. You, you, you this is the type of guy you want. He may, like I said, and, and from a developmental standpoint, you got to get him where you want him to be instead of functional strength and to and to block in the run game. But man, I really like Zach Koontz and Keith. I throw that that the other one out that I had another tight end, Josh Wild from Cincinnati, another six six guy. You know, two forty, two fifty, a guy that can move, that can open the stride and run. I'm telling you, I would either one of these guys. If I'm a scout, I'm taking them to my team. If we need a tight end, if we have an established guy that's a little bit older, I want to take him. And say, hey, man, he may not be our number one just yet, but if you coach him up and get him where it needs to be, man, the sky's the limit with these two. With, with either one of these two, uh, two tight ends, I think you can get on day three, Keith. Yes, I think this this partly is off of our discussion from yesterday, right? Talking about how deep this tight end class is and how they're they're starters throughout, man, and they're they're scheme specific starters. Once you get to the back end of the fourth, fifth round, but they're guys that can definitely contribute. DP, man, listen, coach them up, man. It's, it, I, I I want I didn't go to sleeper route, man. I went the obvious route, but it, it's kind of to, to to plant my flag, man. I went with University of Georgia's tackle Broderick Jones coach him up man what are we doing man this guy six four six five three hundred plus pounds can move has great range he has functional strength he has good punch good timing uh has a good base strong throughout his entire core what are we talking about right like oh man we don't know if this guy is good enough we don't know what he could do man coach him up right if I'm the GM I'm drafting that guy top 10 if I need a tackle and I'm saying coach him up that's on you I'm sorry this doesn't grow Everywhere and DP, you know my comp for him, man. It's it's Ike McQuan, right? And Ike mm-hmm. went, was it six, six? or eight? I think six sixth Carolina Panthers last year. I think this guy should go in the same exact range. I'm so I'm sitting there like, man, what are we doing? I just I finally finished my deep dive into him last night, and I said, this is my coach him up guy. Like I'm I'm not doing this with. The rest of this draft community. Broderick Jones is a good tackle. Let's move on. He's a good football player. He's physical as hell. He's the guy. So that's my coach him up guy, man. I get, bro, you know I'm all for it. I love it. Broderick Jones is my top tackle. And I know a lot of people have those concerns. Like, oh, man, you know, he he he, he can get a little over his skis, be a little, you know, leaning and, and lunging in his head. And it was like, yeah, that's because he's young and doesn't have all the reps and experience. Yes. But that's, that's why we not- have this segment. Right, and and that's why that's not anything more than what pass tackles in the past draft. Right, you can say that almost about you can say that about one rep about every tackle in this in in the past ten to fifteen drafts. Right, mm-hmm. oh, they kind of get over their toes a little bit, but man, the, what this guy possesses as a as an athlete 
his physical temperament and everything else across the board, man, not on talking about positional versatility. He's another guy that you could kick the guard and he's going to be a mauler, probably pro bowl type player year in and year out. So man, he was definitely my, my coach and my player, man. I, like I said, I, I went straight to the top, but I had to get that off my chest. DP. I had to get that off my chest, man. Roger Jones is a hell of a football player. Nah, Keith, I, you know, I love it. You know, I'm all for it, man, because at the end of the day, like you said, guys like him just don't grow on trees. And when you have it, you have a guy like that, you want to make sure that you uh, that, that you draft him and that you do your job to get him because he's a franchise. He, he's the type of tackle that is going to be a franchise left tackle, Keith. So I'm, I'm all the way in on that, man. But, guys, we appreciate y'all always. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen every single day. Monday through Friday. Now for your first, now make your second listen. Uh, Locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to salary cap management and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we always tell y'all, go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode of Locked On NFL Draft as soon as it's available. So appreciate y'all as always. Uh, you know, join us again tomorrow. As as for always, you can find us on Twitter for Keith Sanchez, the Talent Code on Twitter. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.